Alright guys, how's it going? We are back. Dorian, what's up? It's um 30 days of dedication and today we are on day what day are we on? Day nineteen. We're on day nineteen and thirty days of dedication, so SP Costas, what's up? Um we're all back, we're doing it and we're bit we're we're doing it, we're staying dedicated and we're doing it every single day um during the week no matter what the circumstances are um i'm away from the effective house at the moment and uh it was quite quite difficult to get this going quite difficult to find a place but we got there in the end and that's what it's all about staying dedicated um topic for today is coordination um this is part of our series of of the week which which focuses um on well more specifically on the foot fitness side of football, different exercises uh, you you can you can do. Um, but you know, in the previous weeks, we've covered a lot of different topics. Um, but today, we are going to cover how to improve your coordination, um, and that's what we're really going to do. Adam, how are you doing? Aloya, how are you doing? Great to see you guys. And Doran, Evan, Daniel, Max, Dan, um, all you guys. I love to see your consistency. I know you guys are here all the time. Sindre, I know, I know you're here all the time as well. So it's great, great to see you. But um, let's get right into it, all right? So how to improve your, improving your coordination. Um, now, I, I got to tell you guys, honestly, improving coordination for me, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty basic. Um, when you're talking about exercises, well, you're talking about things which improve your hand, eye coordination, as well as your, as well as your footwork. Um, coordination, the, the the definition of it is is really, you know, coordination is is really seven different things. And we're, we're when we talk about coordination, we're talking about your balance. You're talk, we're talking about your orientation. We're talking about different uh, your reaction, your rhythmic. Um, ability and when we talk about rhythm we're talking about you know football is music why do we say football is music or John Moses say football is music because we're, we're talking about rhythm um, your ability to to get the timing the rhythm and your feet your head your body your whole body in the kind of rhythm which allows you to react faster in football which allows you to make passes faster which allows you to make great dribbles um, receive the ball in tight situations this coordination is, is at the fundamental part of it all. But when we talk about coordination, we're talking about balance, orientation, reaction, uh, rhythmic ability, ability to ability to adapt to, to, to different um, situations. Um, now, I'm not gonna talk too much about coordination today, simply because it is not my area of, I'm not really passionate about coordination to be honest with you um it's important um i can tell you i can tell you guys why it's really Im important um i can tell you guys you know just the example i gave you if you're in a really tight situation and the ball comes unexpectedly well reaction is a part of that but coordination to get your feet in order to get your body in order to get you know your footwork in order like this is all part of coordination um, I'm going to give that example again. Did anybody see um, uh, Eden Hazard's goal against West Ham? Right? <laughs> I 
yeah, I mean, you look at that, and that's just a great example of, of coordination of someone, someone that that has practiced coordination at, at the heart, and and has had that low center of gravity to be able to adapt to those different situations. Um, you know, that's that's a great example of of someone play like that. It's just has great coordination. Um, but how do you improve your coordination? How do you improve your coordination? First of all, you can do reaction-based exercises, okay? So reaction-based exercises, um, you can, it, it's, it, reaction-based exercises is one of the things, but before reaction-based exercises, let's get into rhythm. I think rhythm is at the foundation of coordination. How do you improve your rhythm like a dancer would? Um, good dancers are people with good coordination. Um, you look at Brazilian players, very good at dribbling, um, very good at, at dancing, at sam samba. Samba is, is part of the way, way of life, way of football for them. And you look at what they do in that aspect, and that's all down to, you know, good, quarter, good, good rhythm, good rhythm, you know. Samba. It's like this. And then you ask yourself, I can tell you guys something for real. If you guys have poor coordination, I can tell you guys honestly for real. It's usually, it's usually, think of like what music you like, all right? Because if you like this music, like the Brazilian samba music and stuff, chances are you have good coordination because you like dance with it. But if you but if you have bad coordination, chances are you listen to like rock. Um, who here listens to like rock music and it's like you know, and it's not really the kind of music which is like. Eh. You guys know what I mean. So rhythm is at the basis of coordination. If you want to improve your rhythm, one, I'm serious. Listen to to the kind of music which eh, gets you in that get rhythm. Um, reggaeton. Uh, sam uh, samba samba style uh, music. Just type in samba in the uh, YouTube. Um, <laughs> it might be funny to you guys, but seriously, it's like it's like I think subconsciously you improve almost improving your coordination that way because of your movement as you listen to the song. Um, secondly, though, a bit more serious. Um, speed ladders. Okay, speed ladder drills are probably the most effective way. For, to to increase your coordination um why is that speed ladders when you're doing high knees in between them uh when you're doing different step overs through the the speed ladders you are really ha you really have to get in a rhythm you have to get both feet in inside the rings um or one foot or two foot and in order to do that you have to have good rhythm you have to develop a sense of coordination um, so speed ladders, a great thing to do. The third thing to do, guys, to improve your coordination, once you've got that rhythm locked down um, and, and all those things, once you, the third thing to do is get your reactions quicker. Now, you, you can get your reactions quicker by doing certain exercises that test your reactions, but mostly, like, if you're doing speed ladders, then the goal is just to do them faster faster and faster um there's a great instagram page that was that was up a couple years ago it was called football awareness 
And this guy, the football awareness trainer, he'd be doing like drills where you'd have to react to a whistle and then, you know, dribbling the ball, but also catching a ball at the same time. So dribbling a ball, but catching a tennis ball. And that's all improving your coordination between your, between your, you know, your arms, your, what you're thinking, your body, your feet, and thinking like that. So that's also a way to improve your coordination. All right, that's my short masterclass, guys, with that. Um, let's just get straight into Q&A because so many of you guys had, had questions yesterday. And actually what I really want to do is just get, get straight into, into that because um, I, love, I love interacting with you guys. Um, that's what Train Effective is all about. It's about helping you guys. Um, yesterday we had, a, we, had, we had, I think, some great, great questions. Um, but, you know, all we have to do now is just answer them, you know. So, so let's go. Uh, first question from Daniel, who asks, how do you go on the previous podcast? Go to soundcloud.com slash train effective and you'll find um, some great, uh, great episodes, past episodes of the 30 days of dedication or look for the train effective podcast in, um, in your podcast app on Apple or Google or Android or whatever you look at them, look at at on. So let's go. Hey, Mohammed, what's up? Savannah, what's up? Savannah is so bored over Easter. Savannah is doing the ad for ad, ad backs. Savannah, I know you follow, follow training effective for a reason. Go out there and do something productive with your time, not for ad for ad backs. Go out there and train. Go out there and, and get better at something. Go out there and set a goal and, and go out there and try and achieve it and better yourself. Add for add backs are a waste of time. Trust me. Um, James, yeah, what's up, James? Questions, guys. I'm taking your questions. So everybody that's just joining now, taking all your questions, you know? Questions, questions, questions. Um general question but oh here we go okay adam 97 we see a lot of hmm, we see a lot of players that don't have basic ability to play football and they're playing in the premier league what do you think of that i think that's a load of i think what you're saying adam is what other friends what your other friends are saying that have no clue how to play football um, because if you look at any player in the Premier League, my goodness, do they have a clue to play football? Of course, they. They. Of course, they have a, they, they're playing in the in the in the Premier League. You think they can't pass? You can't. They can't dribble. They can't. I've, I mean, of course, they have the basic ability to play football. That's utter nonsense. That's utter a load of BS. That that you're probably just commenting again what you saw on Twitter or what your friends said or something. But I challenge you, go to a Premier League match up close, go sit next to the field and tell me that they don't have the basic ability to play because that's just a load of nonsense. Um, and I think Premier League players or any professional player needs a lot more credit than they're given because they work tremendously hard. Um, they have honed their ability so much that it's, it's, it's almost disrespect to say they don't have the basic ability because that is just not true. Look carefully. 
watch and analyze and study because they've worked for it. Uh, Sindre, favorite pre-match training meal? Um, pasta. Three hours before, I'll have a um, something like um, maybe a spaghetti bolognese, um, something high in carbs, um, but not too filling. So, so usually it's pasta. Pasta is good for me. Yeah. Um, then maybe a banana and some nuts before before game. Yeah, that'll get me going. Check. Daniel says Traori is an exception. No, it's a load of nonsense. Traori is is a great player. He's fantastic. He's you know he's mastered all the basics. Sometimes he'll have a bad game, um, but you're talking about a player that plays in one of the best teams um, in the world and is up there in one of the best, the top ten percent for a professional player. To say that. He's not. He doesn't have basic ability. Is absolute nonsense. You know, people will have bad games. It's natural. It's normal. Um, you can't have a great game all the time, but, but, like, that's just part of the game. Um, that's not. You can't judge someone just off watching them one game. You know, if you judged Messi, off his one game last night against Man United, that does not do justice for his whole entire career. Like, I mean, come on. No, and as soon and this is why I don't like to talk about this stuff because as soon as you start talking about, well, this player doesn't do this or that or whatever, it's the wrong mentality to have. It's the wrong way to think. Because as soon as you get in this mentality of you're trying to just bring other players down or spot where other other players are really weak and just analyze on that. Is a chance wasted on you improving? On you having, you need to just be focusing on your own game. Because I promise you, Daniel, if you have this mentality, not just with a guy that you've mentioned here in Traore, but I guarantee you, you probably have the same mentality about your own teammates or other people, and that is a bad sign. Because you know what that means? One, you're a bully. Okay, you might be bullying other players. You don't even know it, and making their lives harder. And two. It doesn't show that you're not having a, a, a positive mindset, and you need to have a positive mindset, an encouraging mindset, um, if you want to reach your full potential. So I'm blasting you on that, Daniel. You got to wake up, and you got to you, you got to get your mentality in order, because that is not the right way to approach um, if you want to reach your full potential, which is what the, the 30 days of dedication is all about. Manus, again, also wrong man mentality from you. You, Manus asked a question a minute, a minute ago. He said, how often should we do leg day? Then Manus, one minute later, says, you didn't answer my question. Well, Manus, it's just because I was answering another question. And this also shows, this very question you asked shows, what does it show? That you're impatient. Exactly. You're not patient. And if you're not patient, you will not have the ability to withstand, you know, whatever it takes to play at the higher level or wherever your goals match. So I know you're, I know you're sorry. I know, I know I'm being uh, harsh. I know a lot of people would never be this harsh on you, but I'm telling you as uh, the reason why we do this podcast, the reason why we've got 30 days of dedication is so you can transform your mindset and transform what you need to do physically 
um, and mentally to reach your, you know, your full potential. So, so that's what I'm saying. But to answer to answer your question, Manus. All right. Um, how often should we do leg day? I mean, th this is a varying question. Um, how often should you do leg day? It depends on preseason, in season, depends on a whole lot of lot of factors. But um, to give you the short answer of how often you should do long leg day, leg day should be at least part of one of your one of your strength strength workouts. Um, say once or, or once every one to two weeks. Um, in the in the in season and maybe a little bit more during the in season uh, during the the preseason, um, but you shouldn't do this too much in the in season, anyway, because you're train you're working so much on your legs. It's better to focus on your legs, the strength, the muscle development with that preseason or postseason. All right. Um, next question. I am Muhammad says, I had a question. Can we become a pro player alone? Because I don't have a team and I want to become so good because football is I love. No, you, you cannot become a professional player alone. Why? Because football is a team sport. Um, maybe you could become a professional player alone if you did tennis or if you did like boxing. Um, although I don't know anyone who's only, only self-trained themselves to that point. But no, football is a team sport and there is so much more that you need to do other than just learn technique and just learn, you know, get fit and whatever. You have to be able to apply all your skills in a team environment. Um, and that's why it's, it's, you need to do team training. You need to apply your skills that you learn from your individual training, trainings and your workouts. Um, so no. Short answer. What is the best advice a coach has ever given you? Um, I can't think of the top of my head of a coach, but the best advice a uh, kind of coach slash player gave to me was this. Um, he was saying to me in the car after training one day, he said, football is 24. He, um, he was playing professionally in France and the, he had, he's, I think he scored a hat trick one game. And then the interviewer asked him, um, isn't football easy? You know, you just, you just, you just, um, you train, you know, an hour or two a day and then you play a match and then, you know, life is so easy as a footballer. And he said, no, he said, football is 24 seven. And the interviewer said, what do you mean by that? 24 seven, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. What do you mean? And, and what he meant by that was very simple. Okay. Cause he mentioned that football is as a professional, eight hours, you're thinking eight hours before training, you're thinking about what you're going to do in training. And then you actually do training. Okay. For two, three, four, let's say eight hours. Okay. Eight hours you do training. And then after training, you're thinking about how training went for another eight hours. You get me? So eight hours, you're thinking about training, eight hours, you're doing training. And then eight hours, you're actually reflecting on what you did in training, what you need to do more of reflecting. And that's what football is all about. It's not just about, um, it's not just about um, mind, it's, it's not just about what you do on the field in training. 
It's about your mentality, how you cope before, how you cope after. And that's football. That's, that's like the most, the most important thing is mindset. Once you got that good mindset, once you, once you can adapt to different situations, bad games, good games, staying consistent, then that's how you, you really succeed at the, the highest levels, you know? Yeah. And train for eight hours. I'm just using an analogy there. You know, you're not necessarily training for eight hours, but let's say, you know, you're a professional player, you're training twice a day and you're, you're in, you're at the club from nine to 3 PM every day or 4 PM every day. Let's say you're at the club for, for six, seven hours a day. Um, you know, I'm using analogy there. So I'm not necessarily saying you're training eight hours. You're not a robot, but but you should understand my analogy by saying you got that time you're thinking before and you got that time you're thinking after. And that's why being a professional footballer, being a professional athlete, being someone that's so focused and, and dedicated towards their goals that you're thinking about this constantly all the time. And you're thinking about ways to improve all the time and thinking about how you can get the best performance all the time. So that eight hours, does it include match analysis? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, yeah, because, because again, football, football is more with the mind. you know, football is 70%, 80% mindset, 30%, 20% with the physical. Um, and that's why, you know, if you don't know how to play the ball, you could have great technique, but if you don't know how to play the ball, how to make the right decisions, then yet yeah, match analysis, that's what, what you need to do, Danielle. So good question. Knee injury exercises, please. Uh, I've never injured my knee, so I wouldn't know much about this. Um, but I imagine resistance bands um, and, and resistance bands are usually the, the way to start with those things. Um, but you really got to consult a physiotherapist because knee injury exercises, I don't know. I'm 15 and I want to go pro. Do you think I should get an agent? This is from Amuro43. Do you think you should get an agent? No, because uh, 99% are not good enough. 99% are not good enough to even consider an agent for anything yet. I think if you're 15 and you want to go pro and you're thinking of getting an agent, it's not the right way to approach things. It's it's one of the quickest signs that you're going to fail um, because you're, you have the mentality that you want to, you're so desperate to succeed um, by using an agent when you should be focusing on your own ability, training and working on what you got first. Um, because I guarantee you 99% of people that ask this question aren't even working as hard as they can yet. And if you're working as hard as you can for a consistent period of time, then you will get a chance, you will get an opportunity, and that doesn't have to come through an agent. Trust me. You're welcome. <laughs> I struggle with uh, Zelo Musa 10. I struggle, I struggle with consistency and diet. Please advise me on how to overcome these two things. Um, consistency and diet. Diet is consistency. Diet is all consistency. You have to be disciplined in eating the right foods and eating eating the right things. So, so how do you stay, um, how do you stay consistent? Well, to be consistent, you need to stay disciplined. So you need to work on your discipline. You need to, we were in residence just now in Romano and, um, he was lacking a bit. He is lacking a bit in, in discipline. So what do we do? Well, he said one of the main ways he's procrastinating is by using his phone. 
So now he's using his phone only 30 minutes a day. Um, you know, he's write, writing down his goals and he's signing them. He's got daily things he's got to achieve every day. Otherwise, he's got to have a cold shower, you know. So if you eat the wrong foods, then punish yourself with a three-minute cold shower on the coldest it can go. Um, or do 100 push-ups in front of the supermarket. Something that scares you, do it. Um, this is this is how you stay consistent. Uh, this is how you stay disciplined. And if you're disciplined, you'll be consistent with your goal and whatever it is you want to do. So, should tiny players, smaller players, focus on their core and leg strength, like Shakiri, um, Roberto Carlos? Uh, every player needs to focus on their core. Um, Smaller players tend to have a, a lower center of gravity, but, but that doesn't mean they should stop working on their core. They need to be working on their strength and all these things. Um, and core is a big, uh, a vital part of that. So, Amira, what's up? <clears throat> Any tips on speedy recovery so I can train more consistently and regularly? Yes, I got a three-step recovery process. You can see it on YouTube. Train effective, how to recover. Um, but step one, after training, take a nap. Okay, take a 20 to 30 minute nap. Um, one of the best ways to recover. Tip number two is um, use a foam roller. Okay, foam roller, uh, work on the trigger points, things that, things that, that are hurting you. Um, and tip number three, um, what I do is self-massage. So I'll get a bit of cream and just rub out the areas which are which are still sore. Do some stretching. I might use a bit of resistance bands to get extra stretches out. Um, but nap, foam rolling, uh, stretching. These are the three tips for you. Sindre, how good were you at 15, 16 years old? Uh, wasn't in an academy. I was nothing. If you want to read my story on that, you gotta. You really gotta read it. Sindre, because it's going to inspire you. Um, Google Nick Humphreys, Quora, Q-U-O-R-A. All right. Um, that's going to help you a lot. And you'll see that how I went from, you know, amateur local player when I was 15, 16 years old, and then two years later, getting offered a contract to play professionally. And I'm telling you, every single tip that I, I tell you guys here is tips that I didn't know back then. Um, but I learned through my journey and I'm sharing with you. So, Luke, if you only do legs once a week, then surely you're not putting enough in the gym. No. Uh, there's so many misconceptions around the gym and please do not just randomly follow the advice of your favorite bodybuilder on YouTube. You're a footballer, not a bodybuilder. You don't need to look like Kai Green. You don't need to look like The Rock, all right? Um, like, and you, you, as a footballer, you need to work on exercises which are, which are relevant to football. And that does not include, you know, heavy weights on your legs. Because as a footballer, you're using your legs so much. You're on your legs constantly. Why is it you need to work on your legs three times a week using heavy weights? It makes no sense. Um, it, you can work on your legs three times a week, but it's got to be at the right stages of the season. It's got to be maybe when you're coming back, you know, from injury. 
um, when you're preparing for the season. But even then, three times a week working on your legs, when you're already on your legs all the time, doesn't make too much sense. So you need a specified plan to work on your legs and especially in ways where you're not putting too much pressure um, and weight on your legs. Otherwise you get injured. All right. <clears throat> I have trials in at the Michael says I have trials at the biggest uh, club in South Africa in May or June. How should I go about preparing myself for the next few months? Um, so Michael, the first thing you need to do is you need to sit down and work out what you need to work on before this trial. Okay. Um, in May or June. So let's say the trial is in June, it's April now. So you've got two months to prepare. You've got two months to prepare. So what is it that you need to work on to be at your full potential, your full level? Um, you really got to evaluate yourself. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And then you've got to double down in your strengths but you got to make that weaknesses, those weaknesses that are really letting you down and improve on them. For example, if decision-making is a weakness of yours, then you got to work on your decision-making. Um, you got to work on, on ways to improve your decision-making, match analysis, watching players in your position, doing the game brains on the train effective app, um, these different things. Um, if you, if your weak foot is letting you down, you got to work, work on your weak foot. If your speed is one of your strengths, then make sure, as fast as possible come the trial. So there's so many things you can do, but what you need to really do is read a guide. Um, and that one of the best guides to read is if you go to blog.traineffective.com, blog.traineffective.com, um, and you enter your email on the top bar, you're going to get a guide, and that guide will, will sh show you everything. All right? Last question. <clears throat> Last question. Let's take one more, one more question. All right. Um, Asas says, can you suggest some centre-back drills to do alone? Uh, centre-back drills to do alone. Great question. Um, I'm not a centre-back, so so I, I haven't played this position so much. So, um, But look at the attributes of a, of a centre-back, all right? So you're, one of the main things for a centre-back is your defending ability, obviously, um, anticipation, awareness of where the ball is, a passing, long passing to spread those balls out and everything like that. So heading, um, slide tackling, um, um, speed in a in say a three to five meter space because you, you really got to defend on the front foot and get to balls quickly. Your strength is important. Your jumping ability is important. I mean, there's so many attributes to a, a, a center back. Um, so you've got to look at exercises that work in all these different things. So, so um, I can't explain to you specific exercises to do because they'll be too hard to explain. If you're a user of the Effective Academy, uh, make sure you go to the speed and agility section. There are plenty of drills you can do there. Um, if, you're, if you're still a member of the Train Effective Academy, heading drills, 
um, drills that work on your on your uh, uh, speed and stamina too. Very important. Um, but you know, quick, sharp movements, um, situations where you have to block the ball. Um, think of all these things in mind, and the right exercises will come in mind too. All right. All right. So many more questions here. Um, sorry, I can't answer them. But just DM us and, and we'll get back to it. Until next time, though, guys, thank you for, for watching. Today was day 19 of the 30 days of dedication. Manus, um, it was great to be in this podcast. Thank you. Make sure you come back tomorrow because this is the 30 days of dedication. And I know this is like the first time you've been here, but we've got 11 more days to go. So, you know, we're coming to the, to the nearest nearing ending ending so we've got to get to it now you know all right so thanks guys appreciate it 30 days of dedication um i'll see you guys tomorrow peace